Welcome to No Clip, the podcast that's like a spooky book club for people who don't think that books reward them enough for being good at them. I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And today, we're going to be talking about Dead Space, a game that was originally developed by EA Redwood Shores, published by Electronic Arts, and released in 2008 on the PlayStation 3, Windows, and Xbox 360. And the game that we just played, the remake of Dead Space, which was developed by Motive Studio, published by EA, and released in 2023 on the PlayStation 5, Windows, and Xbox S. Uh, but first, if you guys would like a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. So, <laughs> Dead Space, uh, and I'm not going to, I, I don't know if you did this. Mm-hmm. I did not look up what the differences are between the remake and the original. Uh, I didn't specifically look it up, but I did uh, watch a review or two that did comment on it, so... Uh, I knew a little bit, and one thing that struck me was how much visually better this looks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is true. Uh, It's the the progression, I feel like, of increasing quality in visuals over the last couple console generations have been so slight that it feels like there's a smaller gap between PS3 and PS5 graphics than there really is. (laughs) Right, yeah. When you see them side by side, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's like the thing where it's like if you grow up with someone, they're not going to notice as you put on three feet. But mm-hmm. if somebody <laughs> saw you when you were five years old and then again when you were 26, they'd be like, wow, <laughs> you aren't a foot and a half tall anymore. That's how I feel about Dead Space. Uh huh. I could have actually used the age of Dead Space here, but I did, <laughs> didn't. <laughs> 15 would have been the, the age. Uh,. But yeah, that's uh, it is. It's very noticeable because uh, I I did play the original Dead Space when it came out, though I notably did not finish it. I didn't get very far in the game, and from my recollection of it, I didn't really like it very much. Uh, and I'm I'm glad to say now that me at seventeen was an idiot, uh, <laughs> because this game slaps pretty hard. Actually, is <laughs> very good. Uh. But I guess that isn't what we were originally getting into. Mm -hmm. The thing is more just that I did play it, and thinking back on it, I wouldn't have told you, been able to tell you how much better the game does look. Mm -hmm. But having seen the original played recently, it is quite stark. Mm -hmm. The difference. (laughs) Yeah, I I never played this game at the time. Uh, The like Xbox three sixty PS three era. I wasn't really that into many AAA games. It was like the the advent of like the military shooter. Um, it was, <laughs> but this one kept kept popping up over the years as like something interesting. I was always like aware of like the Dead Space health bar being on the back of the suit and the like the mask and it's like a that space suit. The engineering suit is like pretty iconic look. I think, um, but yeah, so. Uh, from what I understood from the couple videos I watched, like it's kind of comparable to like the Resident Evil Four remake, where it's like large chunks of it are vi- like very faithful, and then some mm-hmm. things are like changed a little bit more in a major way to make them uh, more fit with a modern game. So yeah. I, people seem to be pretty pleased with it as a remake. Yeah, that is also sort of my understanding of it. Like 
Uh, and I know that the one thing, one of the, the only person that I know personally who played the remake when it came out said that they, the one thing that they did not like about it was that they gave Isaac a face, mm. uh, which I kind of agree with. Uh, I believe that their words were, they gave him the face of somebody who might say, gee willikers. <laughs> Uh, and th- and that's a hundred percent accurate. That yeah. is what his face looks like. I I kind of like that though. You like that he? Which part? I, I, that <laughs> that he is just. Yeah, I think he's supposed to just be a regular guy. Um, right. So I I think they succeeded in making him look like a regular guy. <laughs> um, no, but if I had played it at the time, I probably wouldn't like that they gave him a face either. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like they wanted to expand the narrative and he was just going to have to talk. <laughs> right. So, yeah. It, just, it seems like kind of a necessary evil, I guess, to an extent. Yeah. Well, the, what's weird about it is, like, uh, in, like, there is so much in the remake where where Isaac is talking and is an active participant in scenes that are occurring in the game that it is hard for me to imagine a world where those things were not there. Mm. Uh, it, it seems like they would have had to have changed so much uh, in terms of like the character's motivation and what was literally happening right in front of you uh, for him to not have as much of a role in the story as he does. Uh, so I, I do think it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. I do think that his character design ends up being a little bit bland. And yeah. and I don't know, I don't know how relevant this is, <laughs> but Isaac is definitely supposed to be a regular guy. He is an engineer who's going on this mission because it is his job to fix things. He is an <laughs> intergalactic repair man. And he shows up and then is thrown into a something that has been shown to kill every single person <laughs> on this space station. Like, this isn't a story about how, like, a regular guy fucking bootstraps himself into a war hero. Yeah, it's not like, Die Hard. <laughs> exactly. Like, he is just far like the it's so far outside the realm of realism in like a nathan drake kind of way that it's almost distracting to me that they (laughs) keep implying that he is a regular guy when clearly he's not he can stomp somebody's (laughs) torso and all of their limbs will fall off (laughs) There, there is some dissonance or like some have your cake and eat it too uh stuff going he is incredibly competent at killing things for an engineer Um, (laughs) yeah but i i I do like the concept though i don't know if it came across more uh in the original version but like i like that all the weapons are like are tools some Mm -hmm. of them just look like guns but uh you know like (laughs) one of them is literally a gun yeah so but like i think that's really cool like you know like the plasma cutter is just like a pistol but the mm-hmm. fact that it's like supposed to be like a space engineering tool and has like a cool blue laser, like that's cool theming. So like I like yeah. the idea he's supposed to be a regular guy. His armor is supposed to be like a space welder armor, <laughs> you know, the all the weapons are tools. Like I think all that's really cool and distinct, but it definitely does muddy those waters of like just being 
a badass video game protagonist with a cool arsenal <laughs> of guns. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's, uh, and the, the reason I said, like, does this even fit here is because it, it really is very inconsequential. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Space, the video game, became self-aware and knows that you aren't playing Dead Space for, to be immersed in, like, a human character story. Mm-hmm. That isn't what you're playing Dead Space for. It is a very spectacle heavy game uh and uh the the fact that the weapons that you use and i think we should just talk about it because it is one of i think maybe some of the most important thing things about like how this game sells its atmosphere uh the fact that the weapons are tools is like a is part of that spectacle as well because the game sells itself on this dismemberment system which I do like a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it has it has a lot more nuance than I would have given it credit for at the time. Uh, and there are parts of it I like and parts of it that I don't like. Uh, and yeah, I, I think there's an achievement that you can get in this game for completing the entire game only using the plasma cutter. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like that's the way that the game should have got. Mm-hmm. Like, it should have just been plasma cutter versus necromorphs because it's so satisfying to aim carefully and like knock off a limb and like oh this guy's really close so i'll hit his arm so that he doesn't hit me and that guy's far away so i'll hit his leg so it buys me more time to get to where i need to be or run away mm-hmm. uh than it ever was to like use the force gun to just obliterate somebody (laughs) into pieces. Uh, I I mean, that was cool. (laughs) Yeah. I love how it rips their flesh off. Yeah. That effect is so good. (laughs) (laughs) That that would unironic. Are you aware of the, of the dead space Two? your mom hates dead space Two ad campaign. Yeah. I actually do remember those commercials and I feel like you referenced it on a very old episode of the podcast. <laughs> I probably did because I am obsessive about it. It is very memorable. Yeah. But unironically dead space would put, if we were like a higher <laughs> caliber video game criticism outlet, mm-hmm. they would 100% put, I like the way it rips their flesh <laughs> off Andy Kinnick, No Clip Podcast, on the back of the box. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really well done. The viscera. <laughs> it was exquisite. Put that on the back of the box. Yeah. Right. Five stars. That's a second quote. Yeah. It's got the fucking palm leaves around it. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, um, the the plasma cutter is really the only weapon that you use like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all the others like shoot way faster, or like are able you're just able to kind of like panic fire at right. the enemies and like not have to aim at their limbs. Right, you just aim it towards their legs and just do uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just wiggle back and forth, and like that'll kill them. Yeah, um, yeah. the The biggest slap in the face to me was the line gun, which. I think they clearly wanted to be the make a trap gun. Mm. And then they were like, but 
it probably should also just shoot bullets at some <laughs> point as well. And so they were like, it's kind of like a giant plasma cutter, but it is just like a, a limb obliterator. Like you don't have to aim it at all. You just sort of point at center of mass and shoot at them and they just fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is, it's, it is like the plasma cutter to me feels like it is the, the, it's the proof of concept gun. Mm-hmm. They were like, how do we make this this game work with the ideas that we have? And the plasma cutter is the gun that made the game work. And then they spend the whole game giving you more and more <laughs> weapons. Not that I don't like using them. Like, at the end of the day, I thought the majority of them were fun. Yeah. Uh, but it does feel like the plasma cutter is the one that is, like, that is the iconic Dead Space gun. It is the yeah, creme yeah, yeah. de la creme. Yeah, I really like when it's when you first get it, like all it says in blood on the wall, like to shoot their limbs off or whatever it says. Yeah, uh, cut their limbs off. I wish it then didn't give you a tooltip that told you to cut their limbs off after that. <laughs> um, yeah, not that like it written on the wall was subtle, but I think it's a like, cool to put it in the world like that, in that you don't need to then explain it again. In a game where that was celebrated for the fact that it had, like, a diegetic health system. Yeah. And it was like, but also we should just tell the player. <laughs> yeah, no headshots. How to play the game. Uh, <laughs> specifically cut the limbs off. Um, yeah, like, a couple of elements of the design of this really kind of feel like they were, uh, what if we did the opposite of what's popular uh, and like that's that seems like where that idea came from. Like, what if we had a shooter where shooting things in the head was bad? Right. <laughs> um, it, it ended up being a cool idea. Um, yeah. It, the other thing is less like that, but the other thing I was just thinking of was I, also the the guns kind of feel like they were like, well, what if Ratchet and Clank, but more realistic? Man, you are not wrong about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and like it. It, mostly it's like because they have alternate fire modes and stuff because typically it's like one they'll have a primary fire mode which I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm gonna get take criticism for this or not I mostly use the primary fire modes same, on the guns same. I did not use the secondaries that much uh, even though some of them are useful like the force guns black hole is very good um, but like when actually just like playing through the game it's it'll always just be like here's a mode that shoots something that might cut a limb off and then like here's a wall of fire (laughs) like something that feels totally out of uh, like like why would a a welding torch create a wall of flames like it seems ridiculous (laughs) yeah But it's still there, and that's, like, where it feels like Ratchet and Clank. It's mm-hmm. like, what wacky things can we do? Yeah, like the Sonic Cannon, whatever it's called, um, is such a Ratchet and Clank weapon. Oh, yeah. The one that tears the flesh off, whatever that thing yeah, is called. The, the Force Gun. Yeah, Force Gun. Yeah, uh, yeah see, I, I like the Flamethrower and the Force Gun, because they felt like they could be used, like, to slow enemies down. Like, mm-hmm. later in the game, there's the ones that have, like, more armor on them. So you kind of, like, blasting them with the force gun will, like, blow the armor off, and then you can shoot their yeah. limbs off. Like, it has, like, a synergy with the plasma cutter. And, like, the fire can slow enemies down and can take care of small enemies well. So, like, I felt like you narrowed it down to less 
uh, and you took out the one that's just like a big laser beam. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, the contact laser very much is just like this game's super weapon, mm-hmm. but it does not limit your ammo for it really at all. Yeah, and I love the Ripper. Uh, oh yeah, that's it, my favorite gun. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I first got it, it didn't seem that good, uh, but uh, you get so much ammo or just whatever saw blades for it that right. I was like, I should start using this more. And then I was like, oh man, this is like the best fucking weapon in the game. Like you just like right. put it out there and like it completely stuns the enemies uh-huh. and kills them slow. <laughs> like it's such a good weapon, especially for those little enemies with like the three tentacles. Yep. It's so good at killing those. It's extreme. It's invaluable at killing those, mm-hmm. especially for me because I have two small follow-ups. Uh, mm-hmm. One, uh, and one of them is I know for a fact that the reason that you get so many saw blades is because the game uses an inventory system that replenishes weapons that you're using, mm. uh, or Do- at least like to some extent, like things that you have equipped, maybe mm. because I feel like that's I gotta be it. Because like, I wasn't using it, and I had like a hundred something of them at one point in the game, and I was like, "That's when I was like, oh, I should use these." Yes, <laughs> I uh, I put the flamethrower in the shop, like mm. in the inventory, uh, to get it out of my inventory when I had like a level two suit or whatever, uh, and then forgot about it for like six hours, mm-hmm. and I did not pick up a single piece of flamethrower okay. ammunition. It's got to be equipped weapons then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing is just uh, the game really, like, with the node system, on a first playthrough at least, the game super wants you to, like, specialize uh, in weapons. It, you just do not get enough to meaningfully upgrade every weapon that you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just put fucking every node into the Ripper and just... <laughs> and just used it for... It's so fucking efficient. You can kill, like... Very nearly any number of things with one saw blade. And then if you have, like, the multiple ricochet special upgrades, that shit will just bounce all over the walls (laughs) and kill things that are, like, you don't even see them. Uh, It's just, it's a very efficient weapon. It's extremely satisfying to use. It's really easy to understand because it, Mm -hmm. like, it's like, oh, this is, like, a melee weapon that you kind of have like you're managing space and also time because like you only have a limited amount of time before the buzzsaw breaks. Uh, and all the other weapons are like, this is like a shotgun, but also you could put a black hole trap on the ground (laughs) or this is like a big gun, but also it makes a a trap, a proximity mine or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it, it, to me, it just felt like it was the gun that had the most like, Simple, easy to understand. It's a big chainsaw, essentially. Yeah, I think comparing it to like a melee option is a a, a good way to think of it. Because like the ammo is so efficient, uh, like you can make it last a really long time. Yeah, and it's like more right in front of you, like the way it just hovers mm-hmm. out there. It almost does feel like a like a melee weapon. Like you yeah. have like a big weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> And that's honestly, because, like, what is the fucking use in fiction Mm. 
of a hovering saw blade with the ability to launch itself across the room at subsonic speeds. Like, <laughs> like it almost makes sense, right? Because they have like the telekinesis abilities. So right, like, yeah. making it hover makes sense. But yeah, like it is just like a death Beyblade. <laughs> Which is, it doesn't scream useful tool to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but I don't be able know. to, like, hover it out and just cut stuff with it. That's true. But the firing it. <laughs> that the part thing. is, yeah. yeah. The the guy who made the, the Ripper, mm-hmm. which I hope is not what it is normally it, yeah, called. Jack. <laughs> Jack. The, the Ripper. The Ripper. Uh, was like... Uh, yeah, it's, like, really useful. Like, if you're out in space, you need to just, like, kind of saw off some, like, space barnacles or whatever out there. And they're like, oh, cool, I like it a lot. And they're, he's just like, don't, but don't press that button. <laughs> no, what does it do? Oh, it launches the saw blade at incredible speed, and it can ricochet off of walls. They're like, why did you make it do that? He's uh, like, it was just know. supposed to eject them so you could put in a new one, uh, but... It was just too powerful. Yeah, it was a flaw in the design. <laughs> now it's a uh, feature. But now that's why I love the fucking Ripper. It's <laughs> it's great. It's a good thing. I also very sadly used the pulse rifle like a lot. Mm-hmm, I, I wanted to hate it, but like it's uh, it's it has utility in a way that some of the because like when you have to shoot out like one of those like pustules on the wall mm-hmm. you aren't gonna pull out the contact beam and just like <laughs> brrr, melt it yeah I don't know. It, it was my least used gun in the second half of the game like once i had a full arsenal i didn't use it as much right i i had spent nodes on it yeah. and so i kept using it a bit but because it's got 120 bullets in it it's kind of useful like yeah, to have around I, just, I feel like with automatic weapons though they feel like they have half as much ammo as they do. Like you, That's you'll true. use that 120 bullets so fast. Oh yeah, with the Ripper, I walked around most of the time with like eight, mm-hmm. and I was like, out. I'm loaded. I've never run out with that. I ran out with the plasma cutter all the time. Mm-hmm. I ran out with the the pulse rifle all the time, uh, and that's mostly it. I, I ran out with the line gun occasionally, yeah. but I would usually like spend all of those in one go, and then just put it away for a while. So I don't know. The force gun ended up kind of saving me at the end because I didn't use it very much for most of the game uh, and had accumulated quite a bit of it. And then mm-hmm. I was in that fight where you're like, you have to raise the bridges yep. to get the marker to go around. And I was like, force gun's great here because <laughs> yeah, you can just hit people from far away. Yeah, whenever there's more than like three enemies, <laughs> it's really great to have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say overall... We both sort of liked the arsenal in this game. Mm-hmm. We upped our arsenal. We upped our arsenal, <laughs> much like Ratchet and Clank, uh, <laughs> which is always impressive to me. Like I feel like it's rare. I I would say it's rare that a first person shooter, or in this case, like you know, just a shooter, produces weapons in an arsenal that I think are cool and unique. Uh, anymore like i feel like i haven't seen that in a long time it used to be like that was what sold your fps like in the 90s Mm -hmm. uh but this absolutely does like i think all the weapons are very cool with the exception of the pulse rifle which is lame uh (laughs) and i don't know it's just something that i i I like about it but i've also had this experience now a couple of times this year so maybe i'm just 
full of shit and people are still making cool new things i think it's something that's coming back i I think there was a lull for a while where everything just had regular guns in it true and notably this game is from 2008 but like I hadn't played it till just mm-hmm. now, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it just goes to show, like, even a little bit of creativity goes such a long way with stuff like that. Absolutely. You yeah. also have the ability to freeze stuff and pick things up and throw them. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, those... The way I was thinking of them in my head is they felt like, uh, like, Kickstarter stretch goals. <laughs> <laughs> In the sense that they just felt like extra mechanics, where they were like, if, you know, if, like if we get everything else implemented, like we'll add in these other things, <laughs> if that makes any sense, <laughs> right? Because they feel, because I... like I like them. Don't get me wrong, yeah. But like I can easily imagine a version of the game that doesn't have those things at all, and would mm-hmm. be barely any different. <laughs> yeah, I think that when you get further into the game the stasis becomes more helpful uh on like the super and, fast enemies yeah like well they have stasis built right into mm-hmm. them you just shoot them in a little weak spot but yeah there's like several different places where i felt like stasis really helped mm-hmm. with yeah like the the combat it was a good thing to fall back on is like sort of almost like a a super move like it was just a thing you could do to to get out of jail once uh or four times or however many charges you have um i think that the kinesis the the pick stuff up Mm. move uh the game probably just would have been better if it didn't exist like i think that the places where it forces you to use it are boring like (laughs) kind of like dumb garbage mostly like just sort of busy work and it's use in combat is is one of those things where it's like, I will fight off an, an, a whole room of enemies and then look around and go like, oh, look, there's like a pole I could have picked up mm-hmm. if I wasn't like in the dark being besieged by a bunch <laughs> of guys and was actively thinking about picking up a pole to stab someone. Yeah, like one thing I wish the game had like, made an effort to tutorialize is like you can use it to rip their limbs off oh yeah you can use it to do that and i'm like never thought to do it in combat (laughs) i was like on paper that's super cool right you know it it, it, like ties kind of more directly into like the the limb severing thing um but yeah i never thought to do it even once yeah Uh, i found that stasis could at some point some points anyway be an invaluable tool Mm. but does that mean that i thought to ever use it (laughs) no i very rarely and only like near the end of the game where things became hard enough to actually push me to using it like i I just in the beginning of the game i just didn't use it at all yeah yeah like in combat i kept forgetting it was a thing i could do yeah, and, and it's it like feels, on your armor. Yeah, no, like, yeah. Like they introduce it really early. Like there's a part where you have to use it uh, to get past like a malfunctioning door or whatever, and then it feels like it's a really long time before it comes back up again, which right. seems like maybe a design mistake. And like you, make you just, no mistake, you just forget about it, or at least I yeah. did. <laughs> oh yeah, same. Uh, and, and make no mistake, like we are scrubs, 
and yeah. need to get good, et cetera, et cetera. But I also feel like <laughs> as a as a first time playthrough of this game, I feel like this experience is not abnormal. Mm-hmm. Like I bet most people aren't running around being like, oh, I wish I had stasis replenishment packs on me because I'm using stasis so goddamn much. Like, no, like people who are good at the game probably do use stasis a lot. And mm-hmm. people who have played through the game a lot know all the tricks and stuff, like being able to rip off limbs with kinesis and then shoot them back at them to impale them into a wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. And I'm not thinking about it because I'm thinking about all of the other things that are in yeah, the game. Like all six or eight of my guns or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> In all of their so, secondary abilities that I'm also neglecting. <laughs> yep, and ammo pro, uh, conservation and, like, how many health packs do I have? Mm-hmm. Is this a fight I take or do I run away? Obviously, it's Dead Space, so you take all of the fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just so, going to, like, sell yeah. all of my stasis recharges so I can buy <laughs> med packs exactly. at the store. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know... If this is the time or place to talk about it, but just speaking of the store, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, This game, I don't think was ever meant to be played on the PC. (laughs) It does feel like a very console game. Yeah. I had so many fucking, like, like, I, I, at the end of the day, like, I do like this game. I think the remake is worth playing. Uh, I have not played a game that screams unoptimize more than this game i got the computer that i used to play this game less than a year ago i got it like eight months ago and it runs okay during the gameplay but during actual like cutscenes, things were just like stuttering constantly like no cutscene played smoothly for me for the mm-hmm. whole game uh i sent you a clip of my character just getting stuck on nothing. I was unable to move, but I could aim and look around and it would make Isaac's arm go through his body and like he just bented weird Gumby directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were multiple times that I got stuck and unable to move and had to reload the game. Uh, and then I picked up the fucking the large med pack schematic mm. for the shop and it just vanished into the ether (laughs) it went away it just never unlocked it uh weird so yeah like this game was well it was too extremely buggy so (laughs) was it like ten thousand? uh-huh okay i thought it might be because it was like two five i was like oh it's gonna be like 10 yeah for the large yeah i was always just making those medium med packs (laughs) yeah that's smart (laughs) i mean i was too it just wasn't my choice yeah 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 (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like a very uh, kind of like a, a startlingly unoptimized experience is how I would describe mm-hmm. it. Uh, I played the PlayStation 5 version and it ran perfectly. Yep. Okay. That <laughs> confirms my suspicions then. Yeah. Did you play basketball though? Oh, no. I uh, I went into that room and was like, oh, thank God the battery's just right here. And then I left. 
that basketball game is especially not designed for PC <laughs> because I couldn't fucking miss uh, uh, yeah. at I, all. Yeah, Malsam made that made basketball really easy. Yeah, so. I, I was I was uh, uh, really dreading having to do that to like win the battery or some bullshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it just gives you so like fast <laughs> once I grab that thing. After you beat all, if you get through all six levels of basketball, Mm -hmm. uh, much like in real life, this is how you get to the NBA. (laughs) They have to beat the seventh level, which they don't let you do in Dead Space. Uh, You get a The seventh level is just college basketball. It's college basketball, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, that actually kind of goes into another thing that we could talk about. Wait, wait, what happens once you get through all the levels of basketball? Oh, you get a node. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it unlocks some lockers, and they have like increasing rarity items. So mm. you'd be like, uh, like med kits and ammo, and then a node is in the last one. Okay. Hooray! You get like a, <laughs> I think you might get like a, a one of those good semiconductors that are worth a lot. Right. Uh, but yeah, this game actually has um, I would say any amount of mini games greater than zero (laughs) was going to shock me in this game but it has like four ish Mm -hmm. not like mini games in the traditional sense except basketball which just is a mini game uh but lots of like weird puzzles and shit that are just totally different than the rest of the game and i was wondering what you thought about that uh, they just, they felt very much like a product of the fact that this is a remake of a uh like an Xbox 360 game to me like it, yeah. it felt very like RE4 remake to me where it was like you're playing the minecart part and you're like oh I remember that this was like a weird quick time event thing in the original and they've actually made it like an okay <laughs> gameplay sequence in the remake mm. wow. Like, it felt like that to me, even though I haven't played the original. I'm like, I bet this was, like, a weird, like, 2000s Force Variety sequence in the original. And now it's, like, a inoffensive but still kind of weird part of this remake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to imagine that you're probably right about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one... Like I think going most of outside and shooting the asteroids or whatever... Oh Is yeah, that one yeah. Of the things you're talking about. Yeah, the manual calibration yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That screamed like uh PS3 era game thing to me. Yeah. I I will say as somebody who hates bosses all the time, mm-hmm. I only hated one of the bosses in this game. Uh, I didn't love most of them, but mm-hmm. I thought that the one where you used the the cannons uh, like you do outside, but now against the Leviathan right. was actually a pretty cool fight. I thought that was a good use of sort of like almost like setup and payoff yeah, there. They're like, back. oh, yeah, I know how to do this. I'm see- it's a it's Unix, Unix system. system. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I liked it to some extent i liked the the difference in kind i guess a a horror game you do tend to want to have like places that takes the heat off the player um but it's weird in this game because i feel like it just like doesn't ever take the heat off the player like it you it has quiet moments and it uses them fairly well but like 
it's it stands out a lot when you have to do like a nine minute moving satellite dishes puzzle Mm -hmm. uh in the middle of your horror space adventure like it, it that one it was is i think by far the most egregious of all of them mm-hmm. uh basketball is totally optional notably <laughs> uh whereas this is not uh but it it did i don't know it just they felt a little out of place in that forced variety kind of way yeah i think is maybe, my take. maybe it's one of those things once again is trying to play into the fact that he's an engineer like oh we had to give him like things to fix uh, <laughs> or you know like we had to do like a a, a, a puzzle like a mm-hmm. little thing he has to solve with his engine. he does have to do he does have to fix a lot of things <laughs> yeah like you gotta like fix the, the whole tram. fucking spaceship it, yeah you gotta reroute the power to the asteroid defense system and then go calibrate it it's like if you had described all of those things without there being a an outbreak of of genetic monsters Mm -hmm. you probably would find the game to sound kind of boring (laughs) uh it it is like peak video game tasks to do Mm -hmm. go get that key card yeah while everyone else just sits on ass (laughs) yeah nobody's helping you at all yeah like the commander is just like sitting in the comms office for like the whole game and yep. then he dies. He, and then he explodes. And it's not, and nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one was surprised either. No. Uh, I do want to, uh, to come back a bit to what you were saying about how the minigames and stuff felt like Resident Evil 4 Remake. I do want to call out that this game does wear its inspirations on its sleeve pretty mm-hmm. hard, heavily. Uh, I Obviously, this, this game takes inspiration from Resident Evil 4. Uh, I believe the developers have outright said it at mm-hmm. some point. I, I remember. Obvious. Yeah. Like it, it does have very much sort of a similar thing, but I more so than how the rest of the horror genre took from resident evil four. I feel like dead space really did take the formula and do, and actually put thought into what they were changing about it. Like I, I feel like dead space does feel like Resident Evil 4 in the way that its mechanics work. Like, it has an emphasis on, like, accuracy in your aiming in stressful situations as a horror game because, like, shooting limbs off versus Resident Evil 4 being able to, like, make people drop weapons or fall down. Uh, It has, like, not quite quick time event moments, like when you get pulled away and, Mm. like, shoot at the thing. Uh, and it feels like those are, like, the parts of Resident Evil 4 that were cool, but cleaned up to not be as bad as they sometimes were. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously it doesn't have, like, the B-movie stuff. Uh, and then I did also notice that one of the people who worked on the spaceship, is their name is C. Danvers, which is a very obvious reference to uh, Ms. Marvel. Or right, Carol I was like, Danvers. Yeah, I was thinking Carol Danvers, <laughs> and I was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's there's like a lot going on. The alien and it being an obvious example as well is something that. Yeah, oh, they're using the vents, mm-hmm. and they are sneaking around. They kill everybody. Boohoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made me think of um, uh, the Evil Within two a little bit. 
Um, like I feel like there maybe I'm just ignorant, but uh, I feel like there aren't really that many like triple A third person shooters. Um, so yeah, this I mean just by being like a third person shooter survival horror game makes it just kind of feel similar to play on like a base level. Yeah, um, <laughs> adding. Thir- uh, horror game, I think, is important there because, yeah. like, because we do have Gears of War and we do have sure. like Uncharted, which I think sort of in their own generation cemented like the third person shooter as being like a mainstay genre, right? But as far as survival horror goes, yeah, it's like third person shooter nowadays is like a regular thing, mm-hmm. and back in the in the day, it was more. They didn't want to give you that much power. <laughs> right. Uh, they didn't want to be you to be able to tear the flesh off, <laughs> no matter how much you would have liked it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But it does also get into something that I think we should talk about after, after the, the break. break. <laughs> we can fix that in, in post now. Yeah, we can fix it in post. That up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We we should if we're gonna line it up, we should do a confident version where we both weren't like yeah, st- yeah. waiting for the other person. So here, all right, we should talk about that after, after the, the break. break. One, two, three, four, five, six. Perfect. Perf. Perf. Perforated? Yeah, like the zombies. Yes. Welcome Much back. like the arms <laughs> and legs of those necromorphs. Uh, all right. So the thing that I, that that sort of, that it, to me, like the what I was going to make the comparison toward uh, when you say, the evil within two mm. is I want to talk about. And uh, now that I'm thinking about it, we really should have probably opened with this. Cause by the <laughs> way, it is, it's a spooky Halloween season. Uh, I want to talk about is dead space scary. Uh, and also just sort of generally the pacing of the game, which I think is what makes the game as effective as it is. Uh, see, I really thought that you were going to compare the game to Ridley Scott's Alien. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could. I feel like it is It is definitely an Alien game more so than it is an Aliens game, <laughs> uh, which is always going to be a point in my book. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like that's what you were building up to for some reason in my head. No. Um, I- <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel... I never know what to think anymore because I feel like nothing scares me <laughs> anymore. Um, but I I didn't find it to be particularly scary, but I feel like it is scarier than your average horror game. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And the reason that I bring up the Evil Within two is because I think that they are they are not the same amount of scary i think that dead space is a more frightening game than the evil within 2 was mm-hmm. but i think that they are scary in the same way 
where it really is just like hit you with everything they've got. Like everything is loud and in your face and happening all at once. And I think this game does a better job at creating actual quiet moments of tension mm-hmm. where you're stalking around the ship and you don't know when you're going to be attacked next. Uh, and they will put monsters in the save room sometimes uh, to keep you on your toes, which I think is all good. They're all good decisions. They are all things that I think make the game more effective as, at, at what it was. But it is a very high octane, like there is not very much subtlety in Dead Space, and I don't think anybody <laughs> thought there was ever going to be. Uh, and what and what is there is all sort of like, to me, it feels diminished a bit because of how insane the actual game is. Yeah, like this game's idea of like scary is like a literally like. If you asked your 10-year-old nephew, like, hey, what's something really scary? They'd be like, a guy with, he's got, like, blades on his arms, and his jaw's falling apart, and he's stalking toward you. Like, it's just sort of, it's like, that's what's scary. It Mm -hmm. is scary. It's not wrong. That's a scary idea. It's not, like, psychological or anything like that. Right. It's just just (laughs) monsters. Right. I do want to talk about that in a second, but we'll, we'll mm. get through this first. I, I, know, uh, yeah, I know what you're going to want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think one of the things that helps this game uh, be that effective, actually feel, like you said, scarier than your average horror game, uh, is the, the game is pretty fast-paced, all things considered. Like, it's not overly short, but... Uh, and in fact, and if we keep making this argument, like, I feel like we're really bringing ourselves, we're putting ourselves in a hole. It mm-hmm. might even be slightly overlong, uh, but it is, uh, it, it goes from point to point very quickly. You never feel like you aren't making progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you keep entering new areas or retreading old ground with new context. Uh, and it, it is, it does away with a lot of the things that are sometimes tricky in horror where you need to have like a setup for a lot of things. This game very quickly gets into the murder and bloodshed. Like it happens very quickly from the beginning uh, yeah, and there's no, doesn't like, slow down. Yeah. There's no like build up to a, like a crazy reveal. <laughs> it gets right into right. it. Yeah. There's absolutely no, no time wasted. Mm-hmm. Like that first uh, attack uh happens like what like three rooms in <laughs> to the spaceship oh, yeah. <laughs> i feel like another game would would go on for like a whole chapter before the first attack yeah <laughs> and they put it like all uh story encounters in this game behind some glass i would i had one of my notes like i <laughs> I, I, I i keep bringing it up because the first time i played bioshock was on this podcast yeah. But I did not realize how prevalent the Andrew Ryan moment was in games because it just right. keeps coming up where you just meet a uh, an NPC who's like just behind like bulletproof glass <laughs> so that they can deliver a monologue at you and you can't kill them <laughs> or jump right. on them. Or... <laughs> it is. It's so funny. Like it's because it is. It's a very clean solution to the problem uh, of. 
what do you do when you want your player to have control of the character during like dialogue? Uh, mm-hmm. But it is extremely <laughs> conspicuous in this game. It happens so much, and it's always like, like when you meet Kinds, he's like behind a glass wall. And then when he leaves the room, the door to the room he was in unlocks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the game is just telling you, like, hey, we just didn't want you to go in there. (laughs) And we have no justification for why you wouldn't be able to go in there. But it's a video game and it's 2008, so, like, just don't think about it. Right. Uh, Yeah, they put a lot of stuff behind glass. (laughs) It's real weird. Uh, what were we talking about before that? Oh, it was just the pacing of the game oh, and how right, I think right. that it, it, it actually does succeed at being scary because the, the pacing is very quick. Yeah, I, I think it's like just really good use of the environment, too. Like, I, I, it, yeah, it is like a, it's just from Alien, but like the yeah. aliens <laughs> just crawl around in the vents. But I like that there's all the panels on the walls that they bust out of and like you can bust them open yourself. Like, little mm-hmm. details like that, I think, it, it makes it feel more like a real space. Like, you can, like, actually see the spots where the enemies, like, um, uh, spawn from. And you can, like, if you're, like, a savvy or pa- really patient player, you could, like, scout out a room and be like, okay, the enemies might come from over here or over there uh, if you wanted to. So I think right. details like that are cool. And, um, like, I think early on, like, we were talking about on the first half, when, like, you just have the plasma cutter... I, I feel like that's so much more tense, like, when you have to, like, carefully aim at the different parts, on like, while they're, like, rushing at you and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it, it, do, it is, like, more successfully tense and scary early. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, the, the overpoweredness of some of the weapons, like, definitely diminish it and take it more it, into power fantasy. Yeah, that is absolutely true. I think it... The, the way that they sort of, like, balance it in terms of gameplay is that the enemies are still very lethal. They do a lot of damage. So you can, like, you can take out a bunch of them, but if they send enough enemies at you, then it becomes a skill test again as you try and figure out, like, oh, how do I prioritize who I'm shooting at? But at that point, though, the horror is kind of gone. Because they're no longer a scary monster that might be like your good friend Chen. It is just like uh, it is enemies in a video game. Like it, you no longer have that like same level of attachment or detachment from things. You're just in it and you're like, okay, these guys I know I'm good at killing with the contact beam. So I'll pull those out, kill it real fast, switch back to the Ripper and cut this dude off and maybe hold back the crowd a little bit. Like you're just making, you're just doing things like you would in a shooter. And it feels less horrific at that point. Mm-hmm. Dude, the whole Chen thing. Yeah. The Chen as, arc. Yeah. It stands out as weird to me because it's just like what like the commander is the one who is obsessed with it i feel like in most games they would want the player to be the one that would be concerned about that but instead you just kind of watch it happen and you just don't care about chen (laughs) or like know who he is like you you feel so like uninvolved in that that it feels Mm. kind of strange for a, a video game yeah i find isaac to be 
And this actually segues into what I wanted to talk about next, mm-hmm. uh, which is just the plot of the game uh, and, and how it handles its narrative. Uh, I, Isaac is a really unemotional... Like, I mean, they went from a character who didn't have a face or a voice mm-hmm. to this. And so I guess... I understand how it ended up this way, but like the end result is that Isaac seems like he does not give a fuck and also has no brain. Like it's very weird. Yeah. It's not something I really noticed while playing until towards the end, but like, I do agree. He does. doesn't really, he reacts very mildly to everything. (laughs) Um, Even like when he gets mad or like the times where he shows like more emotion, uh, mm. it, it feels very subdued. And yeah, I don't know if that's just because he's like just supposed to be a vessel for the player or I don't know. Yeah, like, it might be yeah, because it's a remake. They don't want to like make too many changes to him. Right. So they're just like, uh, we'll just kind of just make him really even kiltered and neutral. <laughs> yeah, he he does not. Uh, it, he does not show a lot he's of He's one of those filthy neutrals, Kiff. <laughs> like i remember there's a scene there are several scenes that to me made, made it stand out uh a lot uh and one of them is the, one of the dumbest things i've ever seen in my life so uh, that will i'll end on that and maybe we can just talk about it as its own thing uh-huh um but the the first one is when Keynes calls you and he's like i'm done talking to fucking unitarians click and he like hangs up the phone, mm. uh, and you know it's obviously more jarring than that. And you don't have a physical phone, but he like cuts the broadcast or whatever's happening. And then when he finally meets Keynes, he's just like, oh, hey, "Okay, what's up? yeah, <laughs> yeah." Like, <laughs> I mean, if this is gonna end, it might as well take the marker down to fucking whatever seven. Yeah, as I mean, you said, "Would you kindly?" So I guess I'll just do whatever you say. It, exactly. Uh. <laughs> the other thing is he's got like this is I, maybe it's I guess it's his girlfriend maybe in the future we've evolved past the point oh, where we yeah mm-hmm. where we make women take the man's last name in marriage so maybe they are husband and wife uh mm-hmm. but whatever it is like they have a relationship and he's like watching the video and in the intro cutscene and then he gets there and he's like oh I got to go find Nicole and then he goes and he finds Nicole and she's like, I'm over here. I got to like do this stuff. I'll meet you later. And you're like, okay, I know you'll make the right decisions. And I'm like, at this point I'm like buying it, but it's like hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the point where you actually are in physical contact with Nicole in the fucking shuttle launch office. Mm-hmm. And, there's nothing. They <laughs> stare blankly off into nowhere. It doesn't play a cutscene. Uh, they don't go like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we're finally. I finally am seeing you mm-hmm. after I fought through ten chapters of <laughs> monsters that I cut with a into pieces with a buzzsaw uh, that impractically sh- impractically <laughs> shoots uh, saw blades all over the place." Um, and then they just walk away, and it's like. What like it feels like Isaac's personality was something that they wanted to put in the game in the mm-hmm. remake, and, but that's as far as they yeah, thought. Yeah, then they got through. cold feet. 
Yeah, they're like, well, we can't have him have any strong emotions for some some guy on Twitter is going to call me political <laughs> for it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we no woke Isaac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think early on I, I, I read it as, like, he's just, like, super professional. Mm. It was, like, kind of what they were going for, but that really kind of just falls apart the further it goes. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. It just kind of like, Even, like, when they first meet, or like, I think one of the first interactions you have with Nicole, you're, like, across, like, a, a gap from her, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, maybe they're just, like, being, like, really calm and trying to, like, stay on task and not die. And, like, that's why they're not being emotional. But, yeah, but then they're just, like, in the same room together. And, like, them actually, like, having, like, a enthusiastic reunion would have kind of, like, thrown you off the scent of, like, where the story goes at the right. end. Uh-huh. <laughs> Instead of, I guess it kind of foreshadows it, if you want to be charitable, that they don't really react to each other. True. I don't want to be charitable. <laughs> because the reveal at the end is the thing that I described as one of the dumbest yeah, things I knew I've seen in my life. Be. Yeah, the Bagul yeah. ending. The fucking Bagul <laughs> ending. Uh, well, not even the Bagul ending. Uh-huh. I mean, yes, the Bagul ending. That is also stupid. It <laughs> Required reading for this podcast episode, go watch the first Sinister and go, wow, what a solid, like, unexpectedly good, like, late 2000s, early 2010s horror movie. And then have it end with the dumbest thing that it could have ended with. <laughs> I mean, it's literally exactly the same thing in this. Yeah. It was like a very good game, and it just feels the need to end with a bleh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For no reason. <laughs> but even, like, the re- the revelation that, for whatever reason, the marker makes Isaac see the bot- the botanist lady mm-hmm. as his dead wife what like the it doesn't show that as like a thing it can do yeah he he keeps mentioning the hive mind like i I think it's supposed to be like isaac comes into contact with it and it gets inside his head which happens Uh like you get like the parts where like it slows down time and stuff that kind of like shows that it's like affecting him i think right and then yeah i think it's supposed to be that it's like slowly seeped into his brain and it is kind of controlling, kind of almost like, like inside, like the implication, like like the fan theory that like he's being controlled by the huddle to come and right. free it. Like I think it's supposed to be doing that sort of a thing, um, but that that's what I took from it. I mean, that's fair. So I mean, it's like, obviously yeah, it's making him see Nicole to like lead him there. Yeah the the thing that the I think the problem at this stage of the game, right? Mm -hmm. Is that at no point do you feel like, I'm not going to say at no point. I think that uh, Daniels actually sort of pays off. Like, I think that you don't expect the Daniels betrayal, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least not as strongly as everyone else's betrayal. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I was but like, you the, all... com- the commander's a red herring, and she's going right. to be the one that's the real. It's going to betray me. And I'll I actually just knew this going in. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you never trust the immediate, like, um, what do you call it? Like mentor character. Oh, he's yeah. like who immediately takes your side and like tells you what to do. Always be suspicious of them. 
In a way, Tariel not being evil is actually kind of a... <laughs> a subversion. A subversion of, of the normal trope. Uh, but yeah, so you do kind of expect... You expect all the betrayals, but at mm-hmm. the point that you get to the end, it, it's just everyone has betrayed you. The yeah. only person who hasn't technically betrayed you is the uni- is Keens, the unitologist guy, who gets shot mm-hmm. and has about... 11 seconds of impact on the and story. There's like the weird doctor guy. Uh, who? Oh, Mercer. Yeah, he, he does. He escapes, doesn't he? No, he dies, right? Uh, yeah, he dies. I, I thought he, that he escaped to be seen later in Dead Space 2 or something. I guess. I don't know if it. I'm trying because to remember. You, you kill that monster. Yeah. Uh, that he created. And then like, I feel like he just kind of disappears. Like, I don't remember him dying. I feel yeah, like he, so didn't he, he take an escape pod or something? No, at the uh, th- so there's a sequence because that would have been game. cool. It would have been cool, cool for him to get away, set up or something. Yeah, and also neither of us have played or know anything about Dead no, Space no, too. No. So you know, no spoilers in the comments for <laughs> 2010's Dead Space Two or whatever that was. Uh, no, there's a sequence at the end where you have to actually kill the hunter uh, right. by burning it in the shuttle mm-hmm. exhaust. After you do that, he and I, I don't necessarily forgive you for forgetting <laughs> this, but because it is just very stupid, he shows up for no good reason and is like, ah, oh, you've brought the marker here. And then a chain wraps oh. around him and he like gets strangled to death. I do or remember like, this now. Yeah. He's like crushed against the marker. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how he's like, oh, I just it did was. as I was instructed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do remember this now. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. All of these things together add up to be, and also just the fact that she keeps saying "make us whole, make us whole." Like mm. it's not. Yeah, that's subtle. like a yeah, it, yeah. It, it, Isaac does not question any of it. It's like it a ever. trigger phrase. <laughs> it's like a trigger phrase. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I feel I felt like Isaac giving Isaac a personality may have just been a bad idea mm. <laughs> in the long run. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know how it was done in the original, but it feels like almost it's hard to imagine this game with the silent protagonist. Right. So I guess uh I sympathize with them a little bit. <laughs> it's a t- it's a tough place to be in. With a remake, yeah, it, it it's just it's extremely strange. Like, uh, like from a development perspective, mm-hmm. and as a narrative, right? Like, you have a story that has like a beginning, middle, and end that you can't really change, mm-hmm. and then they're like, make like the main guy in the story speak and have interactions in a way that he did not in the original (laughs) version of the story. Like, I don't know what I would do if given that writing prompt, probably not. Well, (laughs) uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. And like, obviously the narrative isn't like, I mean, I don't know the movie. It got a movie. There's dead space anime or whatever. It's an animated movie. Yeah, I, say, I didn't know there was a Dead Space movie. <laughs> yeah, I think, as with every game from oh, this era. Who would you cast as Isaac? Uh, I okay, At the time, it would have been like Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. If it was right now, and also it's being made with the context of the remake involved, I feel like I would go with Will Arnett. 
that's not a bad choice. <laughs> that's that's kind of like left field in a way that works. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. I'm uh, that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Steve Buscemi. Uh, dude, just cast him in anything; it'll it'll work out great. Now it would be like Chris Pine or something. That is probably now, what they would. Yeah. Do. Also, Chris Pine does have a face, have the face of a man who would say G Willikers. He, yeah, he he does. Yeah. Uh, did you have any other notes on like the the story, the narrative at all? Not really. I figured we would just kind of like have this kind of conversation where we just kind of spitball about it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, like I, I feel like I guess probably um because the original seems to be have been more sparse on the narrative, uh it felt very unintrusive for most of mm. the game. Like I really appreciated that it just kinda let the game happen for long chunks of time without interrupting it. Yeah. There's a lot of people kind of just running in and going, uh, fuck, this other system is broken down. Yeah, Go it, do that. Yeah, it's a really simple effect. Um, I, so I guess we can talk a little bit about the UI. But mm. um, I liked like the video calls. Because um, I, I, you could turn the camera around to like an angle where you could see them from the other side. And like it oh, was like yeah. like you could see like the nice like uh, character model you know and like all the nice facial animations like up close I, I thought that was cool that it was like rendered on both sides mm-hmm. uh, and you could watch it that way uh, I thought that was a cool detail and like I yeah I, I really appreciate like I know like this isn't the first game to do like uh, diegetic UI but I feel like it's like famous for it um, and it it's like the menus. It's not really much different than having a regular menu, but like I do think it's cool. I applaud the effort, and I think the health bar and like the stasis meter and stuff are really cool. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like hold up is like still fairly unique. Uh, like not a lot of games go for that approach. Yeah, or they do it in a very abstract way. Like part of the thing that makes Dead Space's diegetic UI as good as it is is because it the game itself isn't is set in like a high fantasy sci-fi future. Like mm-hmm. it isn't a, uh, I, like, I mean, like it's an, a very abstracted sci-fi future where yeah. people have the ability to levitate and shit. Yeah. So it's like, they have psychic you get, powers and they have, they, have, they have psychic powers and there are monsters that flap around and turn other people into, into monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I found it to be, very believable and like within the world because it mm-hmm. already is so over the top that you would have a health bar on your spine didn't stand out to me as being like weird. Uh, and it just like puts your current level of health in your face at all times, which is a great decision because it makes you worried. You're like, am mm-hmm. I going to die? It's yellow now. That's bad. I want it to be green. I like when it's green. Uh, so you have to like keep, sort of keep topping it up. I do want to shout out uh, another reason that you shouldn't play this game on PC, or if you do, <laughs> you should use a controller. Uh, the way that the menus navigated was you're using WASD in the mouse to mm-hmm. walk in and move the camera, and then you press tab to bring up your menu, and then you would then have to navigate the menu with the arrow keys and oh. the enter key. And it is a fucking nightmare to remember to do that and not just walk around more. <laughs> that is weird. 
Yeah, it's an ex- and, and like the mouse doesn't work. Yeah, you have to use the arrow keys. Are there, and I think can it's... you not remap the controls? Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should have done it. <laughs> I kept using the fucking stasis packs mm-hmm. all the time because they were mapped to C. And what? then X is the thing that, which is another thing we should talk about, mm-hmm. the thing that shows you where to go at all times. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I actually forgot to make a note about that, but do you totally want to talk about it? Um, yeah. I think it was, yeah, you clicked the left stick, I think, to use that ability on the controller, and you hit R2 to stomp. And for some mm. reason, I would keep stomping things when I wanted to use the the Witcher sense, whatever, find the path, uh, yeah. and vice versa. So, I, uh, so base bar was the stomp move mm-hmm. uh, for me, and uh, I I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. Look, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> uh, but I, mean, I don't even know enough about Apex Legends to judge you, so that's fair. <laughs> I will be unmade fun of for one more week at least. Uh, but whenever I would get like when something would like su- like jump scare me and like come out from behind and be like, "Oh, there's a guy right next to you," I would immediately hit the space bar because I just have the muscle memory <laughs> to like jump and try and like slide away or whatever. But instead, I would just stop in place, like, "Oh." <laughs> You got me. <laughs> I've been fooled. <laughs> uh, so that was my minor control right. issue with that, <laughs> with the stomp. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So you have like a push a button to follow the path uh, mechanic. Uh, Possible contender for least <laughs> shitty era? Find out. <laughs> uh, I find that I prefer this sort of thing to like a mini map. Uh, but I, I really don't like its inclusion because the level design is pretty linear and it feels very unnecessary. Right. I could have scripted what you just said (laughs) before even coming in. I was like, I bet Andy won't like this because the game is linear and also all the other things oh, that you said. I mean, be, I kept using it, though. If you're watching oh, yeah. the footage on YouTube, uh, I fucking click that stick every fucking <laughs> time I turn around. Yeah, I think that is my argument for it, um, because I kind of agree. I feel like, though, I feel like I probably would have liked... I would have liked a minimap in the way that when you are scared, you would like a teddy. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> Like, I would like it because it would make the psychological stress of navigating less Mm. of a thing, because you don't have to stop and do the thing and figure out where you're going, which is why it is implemented. So I agree that in this game it is definitely better, whereas the minimap would have provided me comfort, something I'm used to, Mm -hmm. and then, like, I don't have to bring up the big map to be like, where's a a fucking bench or whatever. It makes you look away from what's going on as well, like a minimap. Well, this uh, also forcibly rotates your camera away yeah, from true, stuff, which true. is pretty rad. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I also used it a lot. My argument for why it is maybe necessary, though I don't know if it is, uh, is that because you loop back around on stuff a lot, and also they want the game to be dark, 
Right. It's kind of hard to like, like I would get lost if I had no navigational aid. And if I had to bring up the map every time, I would be extremely annoyed. <laughs> so it's, I feel like it might just be like a good compromise. Yeah. I mean, I might be over-exaggerating, but like, <laughs> I feel like that if you didn't have it or a map, this game would be completely navigable uh, without like much issue. I would argue that there's probably some issue. <laughs> it, the, <laughs> I, I think that the game once... I think it would just have to be designed differently if that was the case. Because mm-hmm. I, the game has... It will tell you things like, go to this room mm-hmm. or whatever. And the room's name is on the door to the room. Mm-hmm. You could find it there. But it's not like you have signposts that tell you where that room is. You would have mm-hmm. to search through places. And there are just so many places that look exactly like other places. Yeah, I, I just feel like like 90% of the areas, though, are just like a hallway to your destination with like a couple <laughs> of like offshoots that are like right. just places to like pick up items. Uh yeah, think about all of those. <laughs> I I just think it's I, an items. interesting thing to think about. Like I think it it feels like cuz you lean on those crutches so much while you play, it seems yeah. hard to imagine playing without them, but I feel like it probably actually wouldn't matter that much <laughs> if you took them away <laughs> in this game specifically. Right. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting. I mean, I'm sure cuz like people have obviously learned the game uh, and can do it, play the whole game probably in about 30 minutes mm-hmm. uh, without ever looking at the map or clicking on the stick unless it, for some reason, like glitched out the game in a way that was beneficial to them. Uh, but it would be interesting to see somebody play the game for the first time and just like unbind that ability mm-hmm. uh, because it does, I don't know, it does, it, it has the detective vision problem where because it is available all the time, you're going to keep using it just mm-hmm. out of force of habit, if nothing else. Yep. Uh, I think it serves a purpose, but I think that its purpose is, I don't know. It, it may be, it's like maybe a, you're right. It's like in a middle ground. Like, I think there are a couple of places where you probably do need it to get where you're going, but mm. most of the time you could get by without it. So it's like the level design would have to be that little bit better to eliminate the need for it altogether, or weirdly, it would be better if the level design was worse and it was more necessary. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe not worse is the net, maybe not the or way to put it. Maybe just like messier. Yeah. yeah, like harder to, to navigate on its own. Uh, because I do like the fact that like all the doors and shit are labeled because it feels like it gives you a... It's better for the storytelling. Yeah, it feels a little bit like Prey. Yeah. Like how like that space station all felt like a like a laid out place. Like, you know, that where all the sections were labeled, this had a similar thing. Yeah. The Ishimura is basically if uh I don't remember the name of the space station for Prey. Uh, something with a T, Talos something or Yeah, t- it probably was something like that. 
because yeah, Talos. I think it might have just been Talos. You might be right because mm-hmm. the enemies are Typhons. Right. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like if that space station got just all busted to shit. Yeah, it's a, this one's a spaceship instead of a space station. Yeah, it's more horizontal mm-hmm. than vertical. Oh, so speaking of the fact that um, all the areas are connected by a tram, mm-hmm. I kept waiting for a section where you get attacked on the tram the yeah. whole game. Because like, there are two fake-out parts where like the, the tram stops and the doors open a little bit. I was like... When's the time that like something's gonna crawl in, or <laughs> that's gonna be like a red herring, and then because the doors will open and my attention will be drawn there, and something busts through the ceiling. You know, right, I was yeah. like waiting for a horror moment with that, and it never happened. It happens in Dead Space Three. <laughs> yeah, and then, then yeah. that's when they get you. <laughs> that's when they get you. They lull you into false sense of security for like eleven years, uh, and then they really hit you. Uh, no, I don't know. I also thought there might be a thing. I was a little disappointed that, like, I walked onto that elevator in mining and was like, oh, this is the elevator where they're going to have a fight on it. Mm-hmm. And then five seconds later, a fight happened. I was like, you got to be better at this game. <laughs> yeah, is it the first time you get on or the second? I can't remember. Uh, uh I think it's the first because yeah. you try and go but to the I feel the like fourth, that was a mistake. Or the third, yeah. Yeah, get you and more comfortable it... with riding it first and then attack you. Yeah. Oh, the big elevator. I've yeah, played Metal Gear Solid. I, exactly, I was just going to say that. <laughs> uh, God, I didn't... Uh, we just played Signalis. Didn't that have a part where you fought stuff on an elevator? No, you didn't. There was a part with an elevator that was very right. much like the Metal Gear elevator, and I was surprised you didn't fight anything on it. True. That's what uh, it Speaking of really long and boring <laughs> parts of the game, uh, how did you feel... Actually, I have two more things. I have two things I want to ask how you feel, then I'm out of stuff I want to talk about. Okay. How do you feel, one, about the, th- the, the 3D, fuck me, the zero-G parts of the game? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't feel like they added a ton, but I kind of like flying around on a jetpack as a spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was a cool part where I had, like, turned myself upside down and I hadn't noticed. And when I went to land, I, like, flipped, uh, oh, yeah. like, 180 degrees. And I thought that was, like, a cool moment. Um, but, yeah, like, the part where you, like, flew around the big, what was it, like, the generator room? And you had to, like, I don't know. There were a couple of parts where it was, like, this is almost cool. <laughs> but they never quite got there. I feel like kind of indifferent about them. Yeah. I I don't like them, but I think it's mostly because of where they're implemented. Like mm-hmm. there are several places where it just feels like the zero G is just there to use it for the sake of using it. Like in the part where you have to, I got to manually load the marker onto the shuttle. Mm-hmm. So I have to press three buttons, but they're like, but you got to do it in zero G. So now I'm floating to do this and I, everything's slow and it's a little bit more awkward to move, but it's not like that much more awkward to move. So it just feels like they're slowing you down for nothing. Uh, those parts I outright was just like, this could have been removed and I wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. But like, there are definitely parts that are neat. I like when you're in space yeah. proper. And then you're like, those parts are gets great. icy. 
Yeah, great detail. I don't know if that happened in the original, but mm-hmm. if it did, good job, 2008. <laughs> you kicked ass with that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's one of the things that I think is like unique about this game is that there are these like zero-G sections. You don't see that super often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I think they are a little bit controversial, but I don't know. Probably not that much, because it's hard to have a strong feeling about them, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did get my legs chopped off while uh, doing that uh, meteor part, oh, yeah. like, four times, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, but the other thing, though, is how do you feel about Chapter 12, Dead Space? Chapter, oh, the, on the, uh, the other, on the planet? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a little long for what it was. Um, yeah, yeah, I just felt a little bit too drawn out. Um, I didn't mind having a section on the planet, but, like, if mm-hmm. I could just, like, move the, the, the rock through a series of rooms, like, I it just felt kind of like nothing. Like, yeah. I, I could have, like, come up with something a little more interesting to do. Yeah, I, I it, but, Chapter 12 bothers me a lot. And it's just because I I've I liked the prior eleven chapters as much as I did mm-hmm. that the fact that chapter twelve was so slow, boring, yeah. pointless, and the bo- the final boss of the game was a complete wet fart. <laughs> uh, like those elements really mesh together to like just leave the game, and then the Bagul ending yeah. leaves the game in like the. It was so good, and then it just completely botches the ending. Yeah, in my head, like, I feel like you get down to the planet, uh, you have, like, you explore some rooms, uncover some documents or audio logs or whatever, Mm -hmm. then you have the confrontation with, uh, what's her name, Daniels? Daniels, yeah. Uh, And you realize, oh, it was a, a... Nicole wasn't really Nicole the whole time. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and then you fight the boss and it's like a way more brisk experience. That would have been much better, I think. Yeah. And you didn't have to like take a detour to go restart some fucking fan yeah, turbines. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a little, little like, too much. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much. There, this game is all about being too much, and they even pushed that too far in the last one. Yeah, it's like there's just too many things. No, I think you're right. Like the climactic parts, like right at the end of chapter eleven, are good. And yeah. then, like, you come down to like the planet, and it's just like move this rock. You know, it just <laughs> it feels out of place. Uh, my last note was just on the zero G part. So good job, uh, already covering it. Now, did, did you have uh, a hotter take about them? That <laughs> no, I just wanted to ask your opinion on them. Uh, the, I mean, the only other thing I have was just to talk kind of about the aesthetic, which we've already kind of done. But um, I, I guess I'll just say that I like the design of Isaac's engineering suit a lot. Um, I, I think we're so used to thinking of like in today's day and age of a spacesuit as just like an actual NASA spacesuit. Um, <laughs> And like it could, it, the idea of it being like metal, and you know, feels very like fifties, sixties sci-fi novel. Um, I, I just think the look of it's really cool. It almost makes him kind of look like a robot or like inhuman. Uh, and 
and I like how like some of the design elements are kind of like echoed on the spaceship. Like everything is kind of like metal shutters and stuff. Right. Like, it has like a cool like eighties sci-fi aesthetic. I think. Yeah, if I didn't like the design, I would describe Isaac as being ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah, ribbed is a <laughs> yeah is a, is a good way to describe it, and also a funny one. <laughs> but uh, no, I it's uh, the way that I was thinking about it is that I think that Isaac's design is is two thousand eight cool. Like it's mm. cool in that way that if I was in 2008, I probably would have thought it was kind of lame <laughs> because it was so like try hard uh. and edgy and whatever. But looking back on it now, and they did give it an update in the uh, in the remake, it looks a little bit different, mm-hmm. but it keeps the iconic like fucking Kanye shutter shades <laughs> uh, on his face, like as the welding mask. Um, and it does exactly what you said. Like it makes him seem inhuman, which I think is sort of what it's going for. Mm-hmm. Like it even your main character doesn't feel like he really belongs uh inside of this like constricting big metal thing. Uh and I th- I think it's cool. I think I think it is cooler now than I did when the game came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. which I think sort of is a testament to how well the design actually works. Yeah, yeah, like I I tend to like dislike when things go for like a more realistic look. Uh, when there's so many other like artistic things you could do with a video game <laughs> that can yeah. look like anything, but like I think this game has really strong art direction and like the way the world looks, and uh, yeah, like the weapons and like the spacesuit, uh, in particular, even just like the blue glow of the mask and the weapons mm-hmm. is like such a cool detail that I think just does a lot. So yeah, really strong art direction, I think. Yeah, and I agree. I think, uh, and just to mention it, I guess, I think uh, the enemies in the game are uh, very cool. I think that we just talked about this on Signalis. There's like 11 different enemy types in that game, and like four of them are differentiable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I love that game. Uh, And I like this game. All the enemy types, very differentiable, have like different strategies that you should be using to take each of them on. and designed in a way that makes them look genuinely very like, I mean, they, they nail what they're going for. Mm -hmm. What they're going for is a little bit wild, but like they do fucking do it. So agreed. Yeah. Do we have necro thoughts? Uh, My necro thoughts are, uh, I, I like this game quite a bit. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I picked it for Halloween this year just because I've never played it before. And when I thought of like what horror games we haven't done, this one jumped to mind. Um, and yeah, I, I, I didn't know what to expect and I think was like kind of pleasantly surprised. Um, like I don't feel like I really know anybody that's that into this game. Like I think it was pretty popular. But, yeah. like, I don't know anyone who's, like, a big Dead Space fan, so I don't really know, didn't know anything about it, really, um, and didn't know what to expect, and uh, I liked what I found. Um, I think I said similar things about um, The Evil Within 2, but, like, because I've played other, like, you know, something like Resident Evil 4 and, like, The Last of Us and other, like, third-person games, it, it just felt kind of good to play, like, to easy to jump into, because um, it's, like, a genre that I'm familiar with. Um, so yeah, I just kind of like fell right into it and 
Uh, I have found like the difficulty curve pretty satisfying. Um, there was one part, there was like a zero G section um, where like after finishing it, I was like out of ammo. And like right after you come out of it, like it's one of the parts where like the big arm grabs you and pulls you through the hallway. And mm-hmm. I tried it probably like eight times and like just didn't have enough ammo to kill it and had to change the difficulty to story mode <laughs> so that I could progress because <laughs> you only had to shoot it like fucking twice. <laughs> right. Um, but other than that, uh, difficulty curve, I uh, felt really satisfying. Um, I think it, it hit really, it really hit all the notes that you want, except for uh, it did feel a little bit lackluster in the story department. Um, but I think it really makes up for it with like theme and tone and atmosphere. Um, so I didn't really mind that I didn't really like how the story ended up that much. Um, so yeah, like I'm totally interested if they remake the second one, I'll, I'll definitely play it. Um, yeah, really like the weapons are super cool. Um, like the uh, diegetic UI and everything, like all the things that people talk about about this game, I also really liked. So uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think it kind of quite like rose to the level of like amazing for me where I'd be like recommending this to all my friends, but I did think it was like very, very good and enjoyed my time with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the way that I would describe this game is this is like, and once again, just to be as abundantly clear as I can be, talking about the the remake of the game without the context of the original, uh, this game feels like a game that spent its money sort of in the right place. Like, uh, Dead Space is not a game that you necessarily couldn't make uh, on a small budget or with a small team uh, in terms of, like, what it wants to do as is in like a space themed game where you fight necromorphs or whatever but to see like disregarding what we would normally call artistic merit <laughs> of something that has like an affecting story or uh like very hyper focused interesting mechanic something that we normally would talk about in praise for its uniqueness you go to Dead Space because you want to stomp on things and have blood and limbs fly everywhere. Uh, there's a sequence in this game where the, you like go into a room and there's like a fucking blood circle on the ground, and they've just like line like somebody was just like go nuts, take all of the limbs, the limb assets that we have laying around, and just put them 15 times in this room. <laughs> it is just. <laughs> it is a very spectacle-heavy, gory, space horror game. And sometimes that's exactly the thing that you want. And I think the game is extremely good. I, I think it holds up. I think it's very fun mechanically to play. Uh, like, I mean, these are things that you've already said. Like, very satisfying. Difficulty curve is spot the fuck on. Uh, I talked about how uh, last week in Signalis there's... I found the difficulty to be a little bit pretty gentle, which works, but doesn't make you feel scared. This game is much harder than that, but not so hard that it really ever impedes your progress. You feel more satisfied going through, at least on like the standard difficulty, uh, than if it was if everything was just collapsing at your feet and your unbridled skill at shooting them with a gun that tears all their flesh off. Uh 
So yeah, I, I do. I recommend this game. I think it's extremely cool and good. Uh, if you what you're looking for is what Dead Space is offering, and trust me, you probably are at least once mm-hmm. a year. <laughs> but your mom sure is. A... Oh, but your mom hates Dead Space. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening to No Clip this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're going to be talking about Dredge. Uh, we're going from space to the sea. The <laughs> two scariest, scariest places, places on Earth. <laughs> in the universe. And off Earth. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, fear of the unknown. <laughs> Which is also, yeah, so Dredge, if you're unfamiliar, is a uh, fishing, like, resource management game that is, like, has Lovecraftian overtones. Uh, it is an interesting time, for sure, <laughs> and was very popular around the time it came out, and we said, fuck the zeitgeist, we wait till October. <laughs> Diamond hands. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been uh, looking forward to it uh, ever since you told me about it. So, yeah, Glad that it, it's, this it's is finally g- October. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, but until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. Emphasis on the splatter. Halloween. Uh, there you can find links to our email address, our Twitter accounts, our uh, YouTube channel, and you can find all of our old episodes, including the ones that we did on The Evil Within 2, on Metal Gear Solid, which has come <laughs> up multiple times this month yeah. already. RE4 remake. Yeah. RE8. RE7. The monkey. <laughs> the monkey's fist. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No shortage of horror games to check out. That's true. Whole playlist, whole playlist on YouTube. <laughs> so, get on it. I think the delay is becoming greater yeah. as time goes we gotta on. Gotta wrap it up. <laughs> yep. And you can wrap up your bleeding wounds from the plasma cutter by hitting the like button. <laughs> In the comments of the Dead Space video, people will be able to hear you scream. Stomp that like button. Hell yeah. And subscribe. Goodbye. All right, I'm going to get some more Wawa. All right, get your Wawa.